This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But to myself, that goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see McDonald's.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and Avail podcast. It is Wednesday the 10th of May. Um, the retained list landed yesterday. So we thought we'd better do a pod about it and have a little chat. Um, joined by four-sevenths of the hosts, four-eighths of the hosts. Can't remember how many people are doing it. Um, firstly, Bez, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I can't complain, mate. Can't complain. Glad the season's over in the nicest way. Yeah, that um, makes... Well, yeah, let's give it a couple of weeks. Let's see what happens and then I'll be excited again. Um, also, Junior Carpet Heroes with us. Um, he might have taken himself off mute after scoffing his latest. Um, you were you were having a cream cake of some kind, just no, no. It was it was um, the, the missus is leaving cake from work. Ah, right. So apparently, people didn't want it, so I'll scrap it instead. No matter. Fair enough. That'll be that. That'll be at the side of the bed at three o'clock in the morning for when you wake up. Then. Yes, you are damn right. Nothing wrong with a bit of cake in the middle of the night. It's been um, what, what we had. Oh, smart, smarties and a couple of rounds of toast last night. Not together. <laughs> but, yeah. There we about go. Three, about three o'clock. Yeah. There we go. Also joined by Andy. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, just um, nothing as extravagant for me. I've just been on the uh, little knockoff um, penguin bars. And there we go. Look at this. Steve, what are you eating? Nothing. I'm in the office and I can still only eat soup. So it's... Um... <laughs> so this, is, this is painful watching, sitting there watching Bez eating his Slimming World cake and listening to the other two talk about food. Yeah, it's good though. It's nice to see people enjoying themselves. <laughs> Go on, Bez. I can see you wanting to get off mute. 
I've got Malteser Rocky Road. Malteser. There we go. Yes. Connoisseur's cake. Yeah, and it's not Swimming World. Okay, so it doesn't sound very 5K friendly, though. No. 5K, Tommy, you're all excited. They live in I, I, don't, I don't know where this idea has come from that I'm getting involved with this. I told you, I'm retired. They'll have announced today, in partnership with our sponsor, avtiming.com, a 5K fun run. See, that's that's where your problem lies straight away. The word fun doesn't go before run. It's, it's bullshit because it hurts afterwards. It's all after distance. Yeah. Yeah, but I was knackered halfway round. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, but at least you'll be able to work the next day. Right, well, maybe the day after. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'd, I'd, I'd have felt after 5k. <laughs> I'd done nothing for eight years. I imagine after 1k, I'd have been knackered the next day, to be fair. How did you feel after the first lap of crew? Knackered. Absolutely <laughs> blowing out my hoop. In that case, you'll be knackered and absolutely blowing out your hoop. <laughs> but are we your knees after the first one lap? Knackered. <laughs> Swollen. Yeah. Maybe you need to just. This a is what I'm saying about. I pulled through that final lap in great pain. Wait, you didn't pull through that final lap. Soph pulled you through that final lap. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Soph pulled me through. But according to Twitter, you win um, Matt again for the fancy dress. I know, but I've got to go as the one that's covered in hair, apparently. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. like your donkey. That'd be ideal on July the 9th or whenever it is, wouldn't it? Nice yeah. warm day, dressed as a donkey. Yeah. Johnny, are you joining in the 5K fun run with avtiming.com? I'm with Tom. There's nothing fun about running, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really know. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can wangle a minor surgery for the week before. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll commit to it at this minute. That's all right. And I don't think you can have that surgery twice, so I think you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, you might have to make sure. <laughs> Steve, 5K? I'm on holiday. Oh, again? Absolutely. He wasn't, but he's booked he's it this afternoon on the day that it... <laughs> yeah, when, when is it again? <laughs> yeah. Andy, 5K? Um, no, I'm I'm going to be ill that week. <laughs> he's on holiday with me. We're, yeah. <laughs> We're getting on a bus trip, aren't we? We are, that... we're going to be a bus trip, yeah. That's how rumours started. We're going away together. Yeah, awesome. So, Steve and Andy and Rose and Tom and Johnny, let's try and find an excuse. Not yeah. To... Yeah, essentially, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll all cheer you on, mate. Yeah. Tell you. Tell From you. Tommy Jeedles. What about George? <laughs> Will he be doing the family one? It's 2K, isn't it? Yeah. What's, what's that about? Three laps of the pitch? Probably about that. Uh, uh, well, it's probably two laps of Vale's pitch, isn't it? It's fucking huge. Yeah. Actually, if it is. yeah. It's only a little yeah. it is for family. Yeah, I reckon, I, I reckon I'll convince George and Steph to do that. Yeah. She's, she's out at the minute, so she, I'll convince her to do it. Maybe you can do the kids' run, Tom. Uh, I, can, I reckon I could smash 2K. I'd fancy my chances there, but not. I don't know, I don't know, it's a fancy 5k. Oh, I, I, I could send Joe, actually. No problem. You smash that. Wait a minute, you're on holiday, but you're how old's Joe? 
He's only 12. So you're on holiday. You're <laughs> kids you could send. I can smell a rat here, Steve. Yeah, you stay with me, mum. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're telling us is you're not on holiday. No, 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 I am. He isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you getting on holiday with? Sarah and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Does Sarah know about this holiday? Uh, yeah, she's a listener to this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not on holiday? Yeah, with Andy and Sarah. <laughs> right, that's Stephen for the 5K. He's dying on this hill, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I actually told... like you know, I prefer that he's just he is convinced he is going on holiday. <laughs> I'm just on Ryanair now, see where, they, where I can fly to. <laughs> I reckon you can get from Manchester to Birmingham on that day if you want, mate. Baghdad. <laughs> so, yeah, for anyone listening, get yourself over to, well, have a look at the Vale website because they've announced today. Fun run. It's, what date was it? Was it 9th, 10th of July? 9th of July, I think. Let's find the details. That'd be Andy once, and then we can carry on with the pod. It's a bike ride as well. So, yeah. There's the, Doing both. Yeah, both. Take your pick. Family fun run and bike ride coming soon to Vale Park in association with AV Timing and Gold Events. Uh, Port Vale FC is proud to announce its upcoming family fun run and bike ride at Vale Park. The family fun run and bike ride to take place on Sunday the 9th of July at Vale Park. The bike ride starts at 9am. 20 and 40 mile courses available. Do any of you want to do the bike ride instead? No. no. Fun run starts at 10 a.m. 2k and 5k courses available. The brand new flat race course begins at 10 a.m. from Vale Park, with all participants running around the surrounding Bursum area and finish inside the stadium, with your family and friends cheering you on from the Amel Road stand and prizes available. Male and female, first, second, and third places. Prices based on each age group, best fancy dress, fastest five-a-side team. Every participant that finishes either of the family fun runs will also receive a commemorative Port Vale FC medal. Hmm. One thing there, Bez. So, you know, family fun day. It sounds like a Phoenix Nights. If I'm not on holiday, I'll do rides in a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when we get to the retain list, he's been released. Um, <laughs> as part of the event, Vale will be hosting a family fun zone with a bar and kiosk serving a host of refreshments. Potter's Big Pink Paradise. So, yeah, get yourself signed up for that. <laughs> Fair one. There we go. I suppose. Took a week oh, to him. Baz had eaten a cake, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I suppose I better do this one, Anna. I, I, I can't stand to give you a lot of grief last time and then bottle this one. So. Well, correct. I didn't want to say right. anything. So, I'm going to fire right into a question to put you all on the spot. So, Bez, first of all, you answer this one. Carol Clark at the start of last season talked about a streamlined squad. Guess how many players have played a football match for Port Vale this season? Go. 
all competitions, including pizza? Yes. I'm going guess 31. Tom? 28. Andy? 33. Steve? 29. I'm convinced Andy knows this one already. No, he has got it. He has got a smirk on his face. To be fair, he's the group statistician. So yeah, he's just... <laughs> I, I, I just when when you think of like Shorrock, Walters, uh, Plant, McDermott, Derek, some of the other fringe lads, it, it all adds up, doesn't it? Yeah, thirty-three players we've we've done. Is that streamlining that we could have named three elevens? How many players? How many players were youth youth team players for the for predominantly throughout the season? Six. Oh, one the four: McDermott, Plenty, Sherrick. Did Walters yeah. play a game? Reese Walters didn't. Fest was it Festus? Did he play? No. No, I think he only made bench. Did he once? Walters coming against Shrews in the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just the four off the top of my head. Johnny, have then, you got the actual list in front of you? Don't... No, I haven't. Someone, someone I said think it was just four. I think four. We're not counting the trophy, though, are we? That's nonsense. We were in that. We were in, yeah. Someone sent it to me on Twitter asking me, they wanted me to do what we did last time and put you on the spot and give you two minutes to name all 33, but oh. I thought that would be a bit harsh. Oh, I reckon I could. Yeah. I reckon we'd, between the four of us, we'd have a right good pop at that, but if you yeah. have in front of you, we can't. Yeah, I've got the list in front of me. Maybe, maybe, maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that that's interesting, and that leads me on nicely to the um, Aylan Vale Matt Goodwin Player of the Year. Oh, so the ratings are in, and I'll tell you something: some players have played hardly any football for us this year. You know, Dan Jones has played nineteen games. This season, that that doesn't surprise me. To be fair, because when you think he wasn't in the squad start of the season, couldn't get a game. Yeah, and he probably well, played his nineteen games in a row, and then got injured at Shrewsbury. Well, his first game was match day nine, Barnsley away, mm. and then he was pretty consistent. Missed a game, pretty consistent. Missed a game, yeah, pretty consistent. Missed a couple, so yeah. Well, Aaron Donnelly's actually played one more than him this season. So, but yeah, well, tell you the stat I was surprised at. One, you'll know the answer because you've got it in front of you. I don't know if the others will know the answer to this. Yeah, but I listened to Wembley the North on my way to work this morning, and they were on about how many games James Wilson's appeared in this season. I'm going to put you on the spot, Johnny. Have you got that stat in front of you? Um, no, because they only they only they only count if they've started a game. Fair enough. Right. How many games has Wilson appeared in this season? I'm going to leave you last, Johnny, because you know how many started. I'll go yeah. around the screen from right to left, leaving Johnny last. So, Tom, how many games has Wilson appeared in this season? 21. Andy? 19. Steve? 16. Johnny? 23? 27. 27? Really? I mean, yeah, surprise me it was as high as that to be fair. I mean, some of them would have been substitute appearances, and some of them would have been being hacked off after an hour. 
Well, he's only been rated in 15 games. Yeah. Right. Which, so, uh, so, yeah, more than 45 minutes usually. So, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose at 27, will include he, he has made a few pizza appearances. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, like I say, a um, couple of things to point out. One player has played more than 35 games. Okay. Only one. Only one player has played well. That's got to be smudged. Smudged, Yeah, got Well, it's been rated in more than 35 games, so it means that they've played a significant like, amount of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, smudge. Mal Benning, then, has been rated the next most in 34 games. Oh. Um, after Mal... It's Garrity and 32. Then Tom Conlon, 31. And Dave Worrell, 30. Surprise Conlon's that high. Cause oh, Miss Gavin Massey. Sorry. Miss Gavin Massey out, 32. Massey's been rated in. 32 times I've been fucked off this season. <laughs> twice, twice, twice you were all right with him. Yeah, I was twice. 32 times I've been fucked off this season. Do you, want, do you want to know what his average rating for the year is? These are your average ratings, not mine, because mine would be significantly <laughs> lower. I don't know. I, I would go about I'm guessing 5.8. No, I 5.2. For yours, five, not mine. Yeah, 5.34. That's two decimal places, have we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 5.34, has he got a photo of you tied up in bed or something? <laughs> well, that that's because he, he has got an eight. Yeah. Were you pissed on that, Pod? No, he actually played really well at Bristol Rovers. So, the rest of the time, he's got he's got a two, a three, a three, a four, a few fives. He's got another eight there. What's, what's, it, what's that? Extra at home. Must have played well that day. He'll be like a new man in August. We've got to hope so. But, yeah. Literally a new man. He's fucked off and we've got a new one in. <laughs> You've got to hope so. But before we go into the top three, is there any player that you, you're interested in at all? Bez, I'll start with you. What, for the average rating for the season that I don't think yeah. will be in top three? That you don't think would be top three, yeah. Tom Pett. 6.25 Tom Pett. Buttercup. Slightly higher than average. Buttercup, I'm interested in him. Buttercup, dead on five. I mean, I'm coming in, all guns blazing on it. I think it's quite obvious who I'm going to ask for, just to see if I was right. Um, Dennis? Dennis, he's... Nine. The th- <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the third lowest rated player at 4.57. Wow. So, I'm glad and- we signed him back then. He's, I've only rated him in seven games as well. So it shows, obviously, it shows how much of an impact he's had off the bench. Yeah. He's well, been the better keeper. Which, what, what, who? He's been the better of the two keepers this season. Woo-hoo-hoo. So, <laughs> Aidan Stone, 5.85. Jack Stevens, 5.62. Ooh. Ooh. Stoney. But we'll caveat that with people have said I've been overly kind to Aiden Stone. 
and I've hammered Jack Stevens for for the stuff that I haven't stoned. So yeah. Uh, one more for me. Go on then. Connor All. Connor All, five point five three. And Adam Donnelly compared to that? Five on the nose. GL. So yeah. I, I will caveat, in all fairness to Aaron Donnelly, compared to that, Conor Hall was playing in a side that was winning games, and Donnelly was obviously playing in a side that couldn't win a one-man raffle. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is worth caveating. So, we're going into the top three now. And in third place, I'm convinced this would have been higher had, had he not picked up his injury, but Ben Garrity, 6.16 over the course of the season. Well done, Ben. Yeah. In second place, with an overall of 6.16, but gets it because he's played more games, Nathan Smith. Oh, smudgy. Yeah. And the top-rated one is 6.33, and that goes to Dave Worrell. Yeah. Well, I'll see. Yeah. So we put the caveat in that they've had to have been rated in more than 30 games. So it did, it did knock a few people out of it, but I think it was only fair... Did it knock anyone out that would have been in the top three that no longer were? Maybe Alice? Um, Funzo would have been in there at 6.33, but only contributed 24 games. So he would have been the same as Worrell. Mm. Um, and Alice was 6.26, Steve. So, yeah, Alice would have been in there, but it was 27. Um, yeah, over, overall, I think Planty would have been in there. Um, at six point six seven, based on based on his three games, so um, he, won it. he would have won it. Yeah, so James Plans, Young Player of the Year. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, what what's what is quite telling about it is that like the we've been we've been average this season, is what I'd say. Um, the you, you we look at the scores and what I will do is I'll get them posted on social media for anyone that's interested so they can see the whole squad. Um, but yeah, I think it just shows how average we have been. Yeah. So there we go, Dave Worrell. Your prize is in the post. Um. Well, we'll we'll go from there. But yeah. Next, you should, my- what you can do now, Worrell writes and saying he's me address. I'll send him a prize. Send him a signed picture of you. <laughs> I've got a carpet mat he can have if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the quick job the wife's not here, that joke. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find something. Don't worry, Bez. I'll, I'll think of something. Um, send you your address, Was We'll send you a voucher for a free five-day trip on Ollie's Head Coaches. <laughs> Get voucher dirty quick. There Get we go. <laughs> if Was sends me his address, I'll get in the post to him. Yeah, there we go, Was. Send you an address. You might need to sign something to collect it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it won't be the bottom of your new contract, honestly. <laughs> it's a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read it, just sign. Yeah, yeah, don't don't read any of the terms and conditions, just sign it, please, Dave. It's all fine. Don't read the weekly wage or anything like that, just sign. But we'll get there, we'll get there shortly. Next on my list, away attendances. Wait, before you go on to that, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. 
we've done that. So your rated player of the season is Dave Waddle. And we'll yeah. go round everybody who have you or are you voting for for your Port Vale player of the season this year. I'll start. I'll go the opposite way this time. Johnny, who are you actually voting for for your player of the season? I voted Smith. I think Smith. He felt he felt the most consistent to me over the course of the season. Um, and partially of it was, I don't, I don't believe a player of the season can't like shouldn't shouldn't have been involved in most games so fair enough steve have you voted if not who are you voting garrity um i think he carried i said on the last pod i think he carried the team in some games this season when we were really shit he was consistently good yeah andy i voted nathan smith uh i think if uh garrity had played a few more games it's been a bit more fit then he probably would have edged it but he just, I, I don't know, I just thought Smith, he's very consistent, he's very fit, he plays roughly about 43, 44 games a season, every season, and he's just always there and he's always sort of doing a, a solid job. Tom? I went uh, Garrity, um, purely on the basis of how we've fallen apart since he's not been in the side. Um, and. I think more so the lack of energy about the team when he's not in the side. I think he really, like Steve said, he drags us through. Yeah. And I think he also helps with the crowd. He gets the crowd going. On this pod, then between the five, obviously it's a 3-2 win. For Ben Garrity, I went Ben Garrity for the same reasons as you and Steve. They, I think when he's played, you've noticed. When he hasn't played, you've noticed more. I get Smudger was my second, so I get why Smudger's in the frame. I just went with Gallus because I think we've completely fell apart since he's been injured. And I think he's been a big reason we have. So, yeah, Ben Gallity was also my player of the season. That goes to show you, Gavin Massey, if you listen back to the podcast from the start of last season, you can win me round. I'm not going to yeah, lie, you've got a hell of a lot to do, though. Yeah, all Ben's done is run around a bit, though, so he's fine. Yeah, yeah. run around Simple. a bit. You can win me round just as easy as that, Gav. Look like you give a toss. Let's, uh, uh, let me just caveat that Ben has done a lot more than run around with it. I yes, was yes. just about to say. <laughs> I, saw, I saw your face, Tom. I was like, <laughs> oh, cheeky bastard. <laughs> yeah, Garrity, Garrity would have got my vote had he played five or six more games. But I think I just smudge, smudge for me. I think ever present is. He's he's had two bad games that I can remember. I've gone off the ratings now. He's had two bad games. The Oxford one away jumps out massively, and then he's. I think he must have had another one. But Peterborough away, I seem to remember. He gave them their first goal and never really recovered after that. Yes, that was it. Um, and and that's what I mean. Like two bad games over the course of forty-five, you'll take that, won't you? I mean, what yeah. one bad game in the first half and one bad game in the second half of the season. And let's be fair, the the team as a whole has has had a lot more bad games, and so for Smudge to come out like that, I was I was relatively pleased. Yeah, I, I think he's had a few more, but not they were two real, real bad games. Yeah. I think Burton at home, I think Dale Taylor bullied him. What I remember of that game, Accrington at home, I think Presley bullied him. But he's had, like I say, he's had forty plus good or better than good games. It's not very often he gets bullied. Either. No, it isn't. He didn't. And every player at this level has an off day. I'm sure Barry Bannon's had off days. I'm sure McGoldrick's had off days. 
Well, I've actually just gone back to the ratings. You know what's quite funny? Go on. I scored in lower Cambridge at home than I did Burton at home. Oh. But Sam well, Smith did have a good game that day against him. So Yes, he did. He did. Now I thought Dale Taylor did for Burton as well. well what about Peterborough away? Well, I was just looking. Shrewsbury away, I scored him a two. He he, he must have been terrible that day. Oh, we conceded uh, them three goals in 25 minutes, didn't we? Where we just yeah. fell apart. Oh, yeah, actually, he didn't win an header, did he? Because they were all from crosses. No, that was it. Um, that that was the day Jones he got injured. It was. Peterborough at home. No, Peterborough away it was. Peterborough yeah. away. See, if you scored him a three that day, if you were saying, yeah. would he have won player of the year? I don't know. I'm not. Is he an XL? Can he just, you just yeah, change it? Would it? It's, on my phone. it's on my phone, mate. So. All right. No, um, I'm just. Because he's just a bit arbitrary, isn't he? You know, he has a bad day and you're storming off giving him a two. And, yeah. and now, Luke... To be fair, one mark over 45 games again giving you an uplift of 0.02, so probably not. Was it 45 games Smith he played? Yeah, 45. Peterborough, yeah. give him a five at Peterborough. Oh, right. He got, he got a two at Oxford. And so, yeah... Um, Oxford away, he got a two, and then he got back-to-back nines, um, Wallen Smithy, and then his next real bad mark was the Shrewsbury game, where he got a two, um, and then a four at Cambridge. Yeah. And well done for pulling that together, Matty Goodwin. Yeah, cheers, Matt. That's really useful. Um, same again next season. Same again next season. But yeah, on to attendances now. And... Our average away following for this season is 1,025 fans. The league average is 975, so we're above that. The league average is slightly skewed because Chef Wednesday's average following is 2,500, Derby's is 2,3, Ipswich is 2,2, and then Accrington's is 177. So obviously an average is... But we've come in eighth place in total. Barnsley, Portsmouth, Bolton, Plymouth, Ipswich, Derby, Chef Wednesday above us. No shot there, is there? Fucking phenomenal, that is. So we've basically basically come top of not the big teams and Plymouth. Well, Plymouth are a big side, but obviously top of the league as well is going to... Peterborough, Bristol Rovers, Charlton, Oxford, we're all in the 900s. Um, so only a hundred short of what we did, and then from Peterborough with nine hundred eighty, the next one's Lincoln with seven hundred seventy-five. So there's quite a drop then. Yeah, fucking so, phenomenal, though. We had twenty-three and a half thousand fans we've taken away over the course of the year. The lowest away attendance was two hundred ninety-six, which I think was Plymouth. On was the it, uh, no, that was Ipswich. Oh, Ipswich. Yes, it was. Plymouth, Plymouth was, was over four hundred. Yeah, yeah. It was bang on four hundred. Was it bang on? Yeah. No, they, yeah, two hundred ninety-six on a Tuesday night. Like yeah, it, the form, it, we, the a, form we were in as well. Second in the league. Um, Who, who'd conceded one goal in ten games and scored fifty-six yeah. or whatever it was. Twenty-nine they scored. Yeah. yeah. But what do you know? What's interesting? We've travelled twenty-one percent less than the average miles in the league. So the average league one miles is one hundred and forty-six, and we've done. 116 average trip. So it shows like it. Yeah. 
that should Especially go. coming back from Charlton and Ipswich. Yeah, that should go down a touch next year as well, shouldn't it? Because you've lost Plymouth now. It was lost Ipswich. Yeah, lost Ipswich, gaining from there Wigan, Blackpool, which in a fourth, and then Reading. I don't know if Reading's um, have announced their retain list yet, but do you fancy smudging against Andy Carroll next season? I don't find. I, I, I think with Andy Carroll, if you pinch him, I reckon he punches you. So yeah. Yeah, I reckon he does. Yeah, he's a bit of a fruitcake, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cracking away attendances and Dicko's arranged for about 25% of that. So well done, Dicko, and thank you yeah. for, from me and Tom for, you know, we've been on the coaches for most games this season, so thank you very much. Bezzer, yeah. Bezzer, thanks you for taking in my thank you for putting up with me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know what I'm like. <laughs> yeah, that's why he sticks around a different coach and makes you, gives you a he bit does, of... He doesn't now. He's, 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 I think he's come, come round to his ways and he wants me... He wants to keep an eye on me, I think. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't trust Tom Runner coach anymore. But I'm all right with it because uh, it means I get to watch Phoenix Knights or Veil video reviews whenever he puts a DVD on the buzz, which is good. Yeah, we'll tell you what, Dicko, uh, for next season, if you want it, I've got the entire box set of Fools and Horses. There's about 48 hours worth, so that'll keep us going through some away trips. <laughs> yeah, what Steve needs away, that'll, that'll, that'll fill. Oh, it's a frigger as that, isn't it? I can't believe yeah. we've got Yeah, obviously we've gained Stevenage, haven't we? We've gained Northampton, which isn't too far. And we've gained Leighton Orient. So another London yeah. trip. Oh, Leighton Orient's the one that really makes me feel ill. See, I, I, don't, I don't mind getting Orient. Stevenage is the one I hate going more than anything. Is that because you missed the coach, oh? It could be. <laughs> Could be. Uh, a, big, a big thank you for Rachel Odyssey for bringing me in that day. Um, was was Stephen the one where you had to go to KFC to have a drink? Yeah, yeah. To, no, KFC to get some food to sober up, and I couldn't be bothered to get food, so I had a drink. I got a Pepsi, and he just let me in anyway. <laughs> but then I missed the coach home, so you know, jokes on me, really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was. Um, that might have been the de- one of the days that George decided he was going to come with me and, br- and bring dragon soup. Yeah, yes, I think it was. It was. I remember. Dra- dragon soup's not a good day. But also, Harrogate away, he drank dragon soup, and I think that was the day he nearly died inside. Yeah, yeah. Harrogate was not a good day. But, yeah. but, uh, but no, um, I, I've really, really enjoyed the away games this season. And I think. Yeah, but I had some crackers, haven't we? Yeah, we have we have we have had some real good ones, and um, obviously all the pub stops have been have been brilliant. I mean, the last one at Charlton was a little bit ropey. Everything yeah, was, was clinging on for dear life there on the yeah. walls, wasn't it? Cheltenham was one of them. Was it Cheltenham where we played Killer Darts and uh, the first time? It could well have been. I think it was. Ah, uh, that was a good one. It could well have been. We've we've had yeah we've had some decent trips with with regards to you know playing darts and. And yeah. uh, kill a pool between the big group of us and whatnot. It's always a good crack. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it's been nice this season to be able to just kind of, obviously towards the end it was a little bit different, but like go to these games and just relax and know that there's no, nobody's going and saying we need to go in and win. We can kind of go there and just, you know, no one expected us to go to Sheffield Wednesday and win. We went, we took three and a half thousand fans, we had a great day, we sung our asses off. 
yeah, we lost 2-0, but nobody was really... I don't think anyone was really... You know, we looked at it and thought, could have probably nicked a point there if we'd have taken his chances when we had him. Um, obviously, we had the win at Derby, which was fantastic. The win at Plymouth, fantastic. And then, yeah, we've had his Oxfords and his Peterboroughs, where we've... In Exeter's. Ah, yeah, in Exeter. That was probably the the worst one because it was a team that had come up with us. Yeah, and it faced away game, wasn't it? But season reviews next week, Johnny. Yeah, yeah season review is next week. I'm, I, was, I was letting Tom do his little review now because like, he's not invited to that one. So Yeah, yeah it's, I, I, I'll be recovering from Prague. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. I'll probably won't have a great deal to say. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your name. That's fine. Well, no, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Prague like. So, I've been told by many a person it's great. So we'll see. It's wonderful. Try, 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 try hog's feet. It's lovely food. Okay. It's literally just it is pork knuckle. It's great. Okay. But it comes out literally on on the pig's leg, pretty much. The, the no background. Yeah, that's fine with me. But yeah, um, last piece of news pop out the club. This week, the pitch is gone. It's gone. The turf has been ripped up. Probably put in the bin somewhere, and now it's been dug out. Is that music to your ears, Steve? You're on mute, Steve. It's got to be, because we sack Speedy for whatever reason. We bring the new bloke in. Now we're investing in the pitch. We've got to see if it works. Well, something needs to be done, doesn't it? So, yeah, I'm all for it. Are they taking up all of the turf, Johnny? Yeah, it's gone. The, it's the gone. whole it's lot gone. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, yeah. It's gone. You, you could have that, Steve, for the corner of your yard. Yeah, could do, yeah. What, does he, does he really want a bog? Like, <laughs> you don't want that on your manor, do you? Like, you don't look out and go, oh, look, look at that, look at that monstrosity. It's got, it's got holes in it. And all, all's, all's Joe's done is breathed near it. Yeah, I've but Andy, we've um, we we've taken a, a reputable company to to do it. Um, who who've worked at Leeds, Arsenal, Bradford, um, Exeter. So, hmm. what what are your thoughts next season? What do you want it to look like on the first home game of the season? Um, green. That'd be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good start, wouldn't it? If if we get it green and and not. Kicking up sand every time. Oh, sorry, I just muted myself. I just hit the space bar back. And uh, yeah, it, as long as we don't kick up a load of sand every time somebody um, plays a ball, it'll be um, it'll be alright, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean, drainage is going to be the big thing. They're doing some stuff, drainage channels and things. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't really understand gardening. I haven't even got a garden, so um, I just have to. Hope it all comes off, really. Will the drainage get rid of all the shit off the pitch? Gavin Massey. <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind now. I'll stop picking on him now. <laughs> I'm say, this is bordering on bullying now, Ben. going to have a bloody complex if he listens to this. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. You hope he I'm... doesn't. <laughs> Voice of the people. Do we know if... The pitch is going to be pure grass again. I'd assume so because I assume it is because that's the cheapest option. Yeah, yeah. But re- reading what they've said previously and that now what what's being done, it doesn't look like that 
it's a full pitch replacement. Yeah, so I assume it's got to be grass. When, because... when Carol came out and spoke about the work they're doing, she said, didn't she, to do the whole job completely is over a million quid, and they're spending yeah. about 200 grand this year. But what they're doing this year, there's 40 drains below Vale Park, and a lot of them don't work anymore, which is why the pitch is as bad as it is, because it isn't draining. So they were ripping it all up and repairing all the drains, which wouldn't be a case of when they do the whole of it in full as wasted money, because that'll be part of the work already done. Fair enough. Yeah, and they're adding a lot of sand down there as well to soak up for the water by the looks of it, which hopefully then means that the, the stuff they put on top won't be as clay-based. I don't know what's up with Andy, but he's got a grin on his face, so he's got something to say. No, so I was just just um, <laughs> just looking at something else on another window while um, you were talking. And if you want to fake taxi, get yourself to one of taxis. Oh, well, Jesus. We, we've yeah. had a good go, haven't we? 58 yeah. minutes on the call. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even started the retained list yet. No. But yeah. We'll move on to the retained list now, unless anyone's got any anything anymore. I am going to pass over this week film review to Steve because I haven't been the cinema this week and I know Steve has. Oh, yeah. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy, which was long, funny in places, um, hammered, hammered home a message which was none too subtle, but overall, a steady 5 upon 10 for me for Guardians of the Galaxy, worth a watch. That was that. Yeah, and if anyone's been seeing the George Foreman film yet, let me know what you thought, because I thought it was bloody fantastic. So there we go. Film review boxed off in the time it took me to walk to the kitchen to grab a drink. There we go. And talking about grabbing a drink, Johnny, brought to you by Johnny's Bar. What's your oh. dr- ale of the week? Ale of the week? Um, well, or for no. your drink of the week, because you don't drink ales. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt Goodwin, I'm, going, I'm, I'm leaning on Matt this week. Uh, he, he sent a lovely picture to our little group chat of a ice cream flavoured beer he had at the weekend. Oof, I don't like the sound of that. You don't like the sound of that? What, what, what's not to like about it, mate? Sounds a bit it's sickly. Soft scoop vanilla ice cream pale ale with tropical and citrus notes it was. It was from the Garden Brewery. It said it was lovely. Eight out of ten he gave it. Wow. So, mm, don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it it also apparently went out of date February 2022 as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, Sam's even worse. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, get yourselves down to Johnny's Bar this weekend. It'll be open Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday day and night, Sunday day and late evening. And I'll be behind the bar. You will. Weekend. Bez will be behind the bar. Yeah. Slumped. Slumped. Yeah, slumped. <laughs> Pulling a few pints, helping out this weekend. Look at you doing your, doing your bit for the community. Yeah. yeah mother's, so, on, yeah. mother's on holiday, so I'm helping uh, out while yeah. she's away. That's good. So if any of your listeners fancy a drink with Bezzy, he'll be in the uh, Johnny's bar to uh, pull your pineapple with you. What could be nicer? What could be nicer? Oh, wow. <laughs> Although I can't drink, so I'll be on duty. Helping out. You can have one at the end of the night, can't you? One for the road. 
baby. There we go. We'll see. We have... Any more for any more? Luck- yeah, and if you get lucky, have a drink in the ball, Bezzet. You might take your own with him after. You never know. I doubt it. I tell you what, after a long day at work, I'll be ready for home and bed. <laughs> sure you will. <laughs> you have seen her off yourself here, mate. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's swiftly move on. Um, Tom oh, Bezzet crawls up his own arse. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. And, and anything from you, Trad, to what we've talked about before we move on to the retained list? Um, uh, a little bit of a gripe with the club with regards to the awards night. Um, I think, you know, there was, I, I, I'd been told that there was going to be an awards night. Um, but they wanted a thousand pound a table. Let me just stop you there. That's wrong. So the the, the email the email that they sent round that we received as well. Yeah. Was that, that to sponsor an award? Ah, oh, right. Okay. So that's the, so there was two there was two things there was the the sponsorship of the event I believe. Um, yeah, become a headline sponsor and become an award sponsor. So the, the award sponsor was a thousand pound, whereas the headline sponsor was two thousand pound. Right. And obviously they've not had enough pickup on either to to put it on because it was supposed to have been last weekend. So um, many awards is there? Seven. Player of the year, young player of the year, usually away travel player of the year, goal, goal, goal scorer, goal of the yeah. season. And then youth play. You think you have youth player or scholar type thing of the year as well. Players player. Have you said that? Yeah. So about seven, isn't it? So you're talking nearly ten. They want in ten grand. Yeah, to host to it. Put, to just and that's before anyone's bought any tickets. Yeah. Just seems a little bit over the top for me. That. I, I don't um, mind the sponsorship of the awards. I really don't mind the sponsorship of it. What? I don't like is the fact that they've just gone, fuck it, we can't get that, so we're not doing it. Yeah. I think it's, it's, sp- a, it's a big night for, for, you know, for kids and people who want to meet the players and, and like, have the photos with them without having to stand outside the lawn street and the pissing down rain and, and wait for them to come out after a match. Yeah, it's nice, nice to see the players get together as well and be a bit relaxed and, and stuff. Because, like, yeah. Have a beer. Yeah. As you say, after a match as well, if we've just been tanked, they don't really want to be doing it. No, let's, let's be honest, most of them probably don't want to be doing it anyway in the nicest way. Once you've finished work, you don't want to be standing outside for another hour, do you? No, and it's always... I mean, I think um, previous years it was done quite well where the last game was Sunday, whatever time, and then it was, you know that night at seven o'clock so the players are still there yeah they still yeah they can they can go out and do whatever they want for the afternoon go home get changed and then they come back at night and then it's still the same as the next day you come in you have your meetings you find out if you're staying or you're going you have your fat tests whatever and then you know you're on your holidays i'm not asking for it to be a week later and all the players have got to stick around I'm just saying that there should be 
in my eye, especially if you're putting out uh, a poll saying who's your player of the season, and then to just say, oh, yeah, we'll announce it over social media. It's just a bit of a... And it feels like a bit of a reaction as well to obviously the sports club doing doing theirs. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit disappointed. I'm not going to rant and rave about it. I'd have gone, but it's not the end of the world for me. Um, but, you know, it's I, I'm probably... I've just I've just read a lot about it on Twitter, and it seems that a few people are quite grabbed by it. So I just thought it was important to mention that. You know. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think it shows again another lack of communication because I'm pretty certain that this was spoken about that they were going to have one. Um, one of the things that Carol said earlier in the season was that we didn't have one last year because of the turnaround, but one was planned in. So for that not to come to fruition, like come out and then I know the end of the season hasn't gone exactly how we would have wanted it and but I don't think anyone was really like bunning for people's heads either so I but, Max, might not have wanted to enough if Fez was but you know or he might have wanted to or might have wanted to, yeah if I remember right it was a question to fans forum that they got asked earlier in the year probably one that Carol Flickers and Clark were doing maybe before Christmas, and she got asked there, and they said, yes, we'll do one. Yeah. It is a shame, because it it's also a chance to say goodbye to a couple of people, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, would have been nice to have five pints and tell Dave Warrell I loved him. Warrell's been <laughs> offered a deal. We don't know he's gone yet. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, to counterbalance that, if anyone was planning on going and has got a few quid spare that they now won't be spending. Have a look at Vale Supporters Club. There's a night on the 23rd of May, which is Tuesday night. Heroes in 93. We've all got our tickets. We'll be there. And it's some of the squad from 1993, funnily enough, being called Heroes in 93, uh, that won the autoglass that will be there with Rudgy on stage. Swanee's been confirmed. Ian Taylor's been confirmed. Martin Foyle been confirmed. Kenty's been confirmed. So quite a few of them go over and have a look for your tickets. I think 19 quid a ticket being held down the Mitch, if I remember right, Mitch Theatre. But all yeah. the details are over there. I've shared it on the Ale and Vale Facebook page. So have a look on the Ale and Vale Facebook page if you can't find it. But yeah, if you've now got 20 quid that you're planning on spending at Player of the Year that you've got spare now, get yourselves over there and all the money raised going towards the John Rudge statue. So going to a really good cause. Look at that. It's almost like we planned that segue. Isn't it? We didn't, but almost like we did. Almost like and we did. Before we go into the play of the year, Steve, do you want to issue a formal apology from the last pod? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not very popular, man. But I've had lots of messages this week because <laughs> I got Ronnie Jepson mixed up with the man who lives in the same town as me, who's and I could see the ground where he scored all his goals from my window. So yeah, apologies to Ronnie Jepson and John Bernard. I don't know what I was thinking. Except I must have, um, I'm just a bit thick, basically, but yes, that is. I'm hoping that's the apology you're after. It was. Yeah. And not very personally. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's pointed it out to me, though, yeah. multiple times. Of the 1,400 listeners, only 1,396 pointed it out to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> both, both gingers, aren't they? Maybe that's where you got mixed up. Yeah. 
Some some of them didn't even call me a dickhead either. <laughs> Something worse. <laughs> some of them says, I'm going the Heroes in 93 as well, so I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Two, it's two extremes. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, sure. <laughs> Back of me box. <laughs> yeah. So, Johnny, talk to me about this retain list. Right, lads. We had a good time for the retain list. <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> You've got work at the morning. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, on to the retain list. No, I really am going bad. <laughs> You're going bad. See you in a bit. Yeah. Then. Bye. Part two tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, onto the retained list. So I asked you all for a bit of a preamble, basically, on on the players, um, because we didn't know who was in, who was out of contract. Um, so a couple of interesting things that and just, again. Out. To caveat for those listening, you asked us for these before the final game of the season. It was before the final game of the season, yeah. So, a couple, a couple of interesting ones about people that were in contracts that we didn't know. Um, there was only 28% of the pod, so across, across the seven of us, that would have kept Tom Conlon. So, how does that feel? Does that... Any, any minds change now that we've seen the retained list? Tom, what's your, what's your thoughts on you're gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, mate. You're going to have to say that again. I sneezed that off. My headphones fell off. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I, heard, I just heard you say so many of us, Conlon. Award-winning podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Sneezed yeah. so hard, I've lost my ears. 28% of us wanted to keep Tom Conlon. This was before we obviously found out he was under contract properly. Okay. So, now, now hearing the news of obviously the retained list, does that sway you with Tom Conlon at all? Uh, no. Um, I, I don't think he is all round good enough for League One, and you get found out too easily with with the the main the main thing that you've pointed out um, time and time again is the lack of right foot. Um, so no, I, 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 <laughs> I can't remember what I said on Conlon, but I think I, I can't said. I remember what I said on any of them. I think I said I'd release him if if the if the option was there. I and then obviously found out later on he was under contract. Um, for me, it was either Conlon or Pet. One of them needed need, needed to go. Even obviously Pet was out of contract. Conlon wasn't. My preference would have been to keep Pet and let Conlon go. But you need to be pragmatic about this. Conlon's got a contract. We're not going to pay him up because that would be too expensive. So Pet had to go. And I think that's probably why Pet left, really. He was just the one who was out of contract out of the two. Fair's fair. I think that was, say, that was one of the, the interesting ones. And then Kirsty had sent her thoughts over and she'd actually highlighted Will Forrester as her young player of the season um, which wasn't one that I'd thought about as a young player um, so on, on that note 
what do you, do you agree, Andy, that Forrest is probably in the best of the young lads, or would you would you have picked someone else as your young player? It's been a tough year. I mean, young player of the year is a bit of an arbitrary one, really, depending on how where the cutoff is for for young. Um, Planty, there's a good chance he'd get it um, just because he's had the momentum coming into the end of the season. But for Forrester, he's, he's, he's had a bit of a tough one, really. He's, he's looked pretty impressive, but he's committed a lot of errors that have led to goals. And I think it's been a pretty steep learning curve for him. And his stretch next season is to just cut the individual errors out and just, just try and get better and get a bit more um, ruthless in, in how he does his defending. So, um, probably not my play, young player of the year, but um, it's that one. I mean, I'm never massively concerned about young player of the year because I do feel it's a little bit of a of an arbitrary award, really. So, not really to. I mean, I, I don't, don't know if he's fussed if he if he wins it or not. I don't know. How old is he? Twenty three. I was thinking about. It's not young, is it? It's not that young. No, it's not. It's not that young, is it? But like you say, it's twenty-three. Just normally still qualify for young play, though. He's, not, he's only twenty-one as well, by the way. Okay. Oh, that we care. So yeah, in that hey. case, then yeah, yeah. Can I just say, yeah. Sorry, can I just say, Forrester, uh, you've got Forrester on one side who's made mistakes but is developing, and you've got Dolly on the other side. You could probably say the same about him. The big difference for me is we are developing Forrester for ourselves, for our club. So if we could sell him on or we could play 200 games for us, that's brilliant. We've developed Donnelly for Nottingham Forest, and I'm not sure what value we've got out of that. My counter-argument to that is, if we didn't have Adam Donnelly, who would we have played at left centre-back for the second half of the season after Jones got injured? We should have signed somebody more experienced and bigger. Yeah, don't disagree with that. And I don't think Donnelly's that bad. I think actually he'll develop into a good player. His unfortunate is coming where all the other players have decided, well, not decided, but they've had a shit run of form and he's been playing in a side that's been shite. Don't get me wrong. I still think, and I know, Johnny, I think you disagree with me on this. I still think Connor all now is better than Aaron Donnelly now. I think Aaron Donnelly at 28 will be better than Connor all at 28. I don't disagree with you, but I don't think Connor was in any any sort of scintillating form that that says to me that he he, he would have pushed us on in this second half of the season. So agree with that as well. But I think we'd have probably picked up two, three, four points more than we have. No guarantee of that. There's no guarantee. Of course, there could is. have also picked up two, three, four less points. Could have done. And so that's wonderful. I just think you'd still had that six foot two, six foot three centre off, win a few headers and cause a little bit of mischief in the other box, which he did score a couple before he left, I think. He scored, scored so. exactly the same as uh, Aaron Donnelly, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I did, weirdly, I was having a look at it today um, because I've, I've been, well, I, I was bored for the first half of the day. Um, so I just thought I'd have a look just to see how many goals we've got from different areas of the pitch. Um, and I have to say, our goal-scoring record this season is shot. Yeah. Yeah. From the, you take out, the, you take out. I think it was Harrison, 11, Taylor, 7. And the next one's 4. 
and then it's straight to two, and there's about eight players on two, eight players on one. I think Taylor scored four for us, didn't he? Maybe he scored three for Oxford. Uh, well, he definitely what? scored at least three for Oxford. Uh, did he get the hat-trick right. against us, or did he get two against us, actually? He got two against four us. Now. Two. There we go. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about them uh, counting the Oxford goals. Yeah, because Fleetwood, Charlton, Lincoln. I can't think of when else he scored. Um, Fleetwood. Did you say Fleetwood? Yeah, Fleetwood, Lincoln, Charlton. And he must have got another one. Mm. But, uh, yeah. But, no... Um, so, like, well, that, that probably strengthens the case even more that, yeah, 11 goals then down to four. He yeah. scored Portsmouth. Oh, Portsmouth, that was the other yes. one. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Young player of the year, then, who we're getting to this two-horse race, isn't it? Plenty, for me, even though he only played, made three appearances. <laughs> Got to be toss-up between Dalboy and Thierry Small, isn't it? I was going to say, out, out of the ones that qualify, technically, there's Pass, Forrester, Dennis, Donnelly, Sammy Robinson, McDermott, Plant, Butterworth. They're the ones that probably probably just make it. Uh, yeah, I think you've got good forest to them, really, haven't you? Although, if you're going off the last month, you go Plant. If you're going off the season, you go Forrester for me. And yeah. Forrester hasn't been as exceptional as I expected he would be. But I think some of that's due to engine. I do think there's one hell of a defender in there. And get a good full pre-season behind him. I think we'll watch him go next season. Yeah, that, that's fair. So, on to the actual players that have gone back to the parent clubs. We won't, won't go through them separately. I'll just ask you, ask you all now. Is there anybody that you you would like to see come back? So, Steve, start with you. Any of the lone players that you you'd like to see back at Vale Park next season? Categorically, not. There's none of them for me. No. Fair, fair enough. Andy, any of them tickle your pickle? No. Um, just trying to have, have a look through the list and see if there's anyone uh, loans in this season. So small went back. Stevens, no. Mipo, no. Butterworth, not really. Dennis, no. McCarran, no. <laughs> uh, Donnelly, no. Taylor, not really. Uh, you know, there's no one would really be heartbroken if he didn't come back. Tom, what about you? Uh, there's, I'm very similar. There's no one, if it didn't come back, I'd be banging on the door of the club saying what we're doing why we're not trying to get them back uh, if I was to take one it would be Butterworth because I think there is a player in there somewhere there is a there is a, 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 a game changing moment in him um, I just think I mean he, he probably hasn't started a great deal of the games this season um, and obviously our pitch for six months of the year hasn't suited his kind of style of running with the ball. Um, but I do think there is 
there's a little bit of something there that you've got to get him on the ball though. And I don't think five three two lends itself to getting him on the ball. Um he's probably had his best couple of his best games the last few weeks under Cross. Thought he was I thought he was uh, brilliant at Ipswich and Lincoln. Um and whilst he he went missing quite a bit Sunday, the the ball through for the goal was exceptional. Um I, but he is purely the only one that I would even consider looking at. And it again it, it's a it's a huge consider. It's not a yes, go get him. Yeah, he's he's potentially on a free. Um, I know Blackburn haven't released their retained list yet, but he's potentially on a free, so he'd say he'd be on our radar to have a, have a potential another look at. Bears, what about you out of the list? Anyone you think? No one I'm certainly going, God, we've got going again. Um, agree with Tom on Butterworth. There's a bit of something there. I'm not sure whether we can carry that next season. I'm not sure how big the budget's going to be, how big the squad's going to be. Can we carry a player that drifts in and out of games as much as that? I don't know. And who knows what the new manager's formation and tactics is going to be. But there is definitely something with Butterworth. The only other one that potential, and I think we wouldn't want to pay the money for him as a squad player, is Matty Taylor. He's got, what, four goals? How many games has he started? Have you got that in front? How many ratings have you given him, Johnny? Bloody hell. It's got, to be, it's got to be 15 games at least, isn't it? It's oh, one in three, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, just which, over. One in four. He, all, he always is on the move. He's always trying. He's always putting a shift in. Again, if the rumours he's on about seven grand a week at Oxford are right, they've released him. There's no way of going off for him anything like that. If he's within the price bracket, I'd have him as one of your front four that you're picking from. But I wouldn't be heartbroken if we didn't go and get him. Matty Taylor was the one for me as well. I think if you say to me, Taylor, Alice, Willow and A and other, because obviously we've we've offered Willow a contract, so we'll get to him in a minute, but then I'd be all right with that. Mm. Like you, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going and paying top whack for him, expecting twenty goals next season. Um he hasn't he hasn't looked like that player. He scored a couple of good goals for us in terms of Poachers finishes, but he hasn't looked like he's he's good. He's dangerous every game. So played fourteen. How, how, yeah, fourteen was he? How 14, many did Alice like, play? I can find that because fourteen. But that some of those will be subs. It doesn't necessarily mean starts. Uh, scored four. Two of those are penalties that mm. he probably wouldn't have taken if Alice uh, had been on the pitch at the time. Mm. Uh, Harrison, what number was Harrison? Squad number. He played 33, Harrison has. 11 played goals. 33, 11 goals. So that's one in three. Mm-hmm. But, that, but he also kind of went, again, how many pens? Three, four? I get they've still got to be scored. That isn't me. That isn't me argument here. Um, I just think if we are to go with, you know, say Willow signs, I feel like we, we need more goals from somewhere. If Willow signs, I wouldn't be going to get Matty Taylor. If Willow doesn't sign, I get him, and then you've got two more to come in. Taylor's 33, though. Age isn't, you know, 
I don't know if you want someone like him, but a bit younger. Is he going to command a high wage because of his experience as well? Is he going to be looking for somewhere pretty similar to what he was on at Oxford? It's all these things to weigh up, isn't it? Do we do we think that maybe a you know like a like a poacher is that what we need there? You know, we've got Alice who's very much it's kind of a target, you know, target man. You've got Willow who's a creator. And then do we need a someone in the eighteen yard box who's just lethal? And I, I think lethal's not. probably we're probably asking a bit much for lethal in the box, but yeah, I, I think we need energy in there. So we only have the scores from inside the box, like. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I definitely think we need someone there. So, um, I, it would be maybe Matt Taylor or Willow, but probably someone else altogether. So, yeah, and I'll be honest, if you're saying it's one or the other, I think I'd rather keep Willow and try getting fit. Yeah, that me. But, but, then ask me again at the end of September. Yeah, when he hasn't played a game or... He hasn't played a game or if he's... Or he's, on, played, he's on 10 goals. Well, yeah. Or 10 goal involvements. As yeah, for me... football likes to call it. Yeah. I think pace is what's needed here. Somewhere along the line, the, the team needs to add some pace. Someone who can stretch the defences, and I don't think we've got anybody who can do that at the moment. Well, up in Huddersfield, Keen Arrett's uh, been making the bench. Has he by Joe? He has, which means Tyrese is even further down the line. He's bring him in, Flickers. Bring him in. It's time. Go get our Tyrese from uh, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Huddersfield. I'd like to see. I'd like to see someone with more raw pace. Begucci from Middlesbrough. No, no, pace, not standing on the ball. Clumsy frigger he was. <laughs> but on onto the the first player in the list that we've offered a contract to, Dan Jones. So this was cursed player of the season. I think unanimously we're we're all happy that Jones has been offered a contract. Anybody not? Over the moon, I like Jonesy. Everyone knows I like Jonesy. I, I uh, liked, I, I loved Jonesy before after what he'd done this season. I liked him even more when I went to a supporters club meeting and someone said, does the lack of height uh, within the back line, uh, is that a reason why we, you know, don't, we concede so many from corners and whatnot? Uh, and he sat and he went, no, it's not an excuse. Um, if you want to go and win that ball, you make sure you win that ball. And from then on, I kind of thought to myself, do you know what? Having watched him this season, he is very much, if he isn't going to win it, then the other person isn't going to win it. And that's what I think that's what I like about him. But I, I think it works. Does it only work in the back three? Centre-halves. I don't know if I'd like him and Smudge as my two centre-halves. Would you mind him as a left-back? Uh, having not seen him as an out-and-out left-back, I don't know. I've only ever obviously seen him as the as the left-wing-back, which is pretty proved a bit difficult for him because he's had no other no other cover. It's 
kind of him on the left hand side. Um, so yeah. I probably wouldn't mind him as a left back, but I'd want it. I think he played there for Harrogate, didn't he? Yeah. So we signed him on the back of him playing left back. So there must be, you know, there must he must have some ability to play there. So I'd, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Steve, any yeah. anything on Jones? Um, I like Jones, and I think he could play left back. And if we did modify the system to a back four, he's an option there. My only recollection of him properly playing wing back was at Sheffield Wednesday away, and that didn't go particularly well. I don't think he's got the energy for it, to be honest. Was a left back with his with his throw. He's decent in the air. He's got a good left foot. He's got the switch ball. Yeah, I like Jones. And I hope he stays. Andy, anything to add to Jonesy? Um, I probably would have let him go. I don't particularly dislike him. I, I think he's been decent. It just, I think we need to just make a bit of room to uh, change it up a bit. And I think we need a, a bigger, more aggressive, more of a, a, a bastard in, in, in the centre of defence. And maybe we've got to find a bit of room in the wage budget to, to sign that sort of player. Basically, we we know Smith's staying and we've got to build a defence around him. Um, we can't just keep things the same as they were last season because we shipped far too many goals. So we, we need to change the dynamic somehow. Forrest is not going anywhere. Cass isn't going anywhere. So um, we we need someone who can complement the, the younger players and, and who, who can be next to, to Nathan Smith, really. Yeah, it's, it's a good point when you when you think that we could end up with Cass, Forrester, Smith, Jones. It doesn't really leave a lot of room in that back for another defender to come in, does it? I would so. like, yeah, I would like to have seen Jones as backup centre back and backup left back. I'm not sure why we'd be keeping both Jones and Mal, and now the two, I'd be keeping Jones. Fair one. Um, next person on the list was Derek. I don't think there's a lot to say about him. We saw him what play forty minutes of football, and yeah, that was that that was entertaining. You um, plonkered out, boy. Yeah. Um, but one that's divided us, Sammy Robinson. Bez, start with you. I know that you're not Sammy's biggest fan after Accrington. No, it was nothing to do with Accrington. I just don't think he's that good of a footballer. I wasn't at Accrington, so he didn't tell me fuck off. But no, I, I just don't rate him. He's pretty on the eye at times, but he can't defend. His positional sense is awful. He flatters to deceive for me, and I said release and they have released. Tom? I'm more to add with Sammy. Happy with that one. Not happy, because yeah. I never like to see anyone lose the job, but you know what I mean. I'm uh, same as Bez with that. Uh, he's he's a driverless train. Just ain't got a clue where he's going. Too many times, just chasing a ball. Uh, the the diag caught him out far too many times. He's shit in the air. Um, he, he, going forward, he was exciting, but as a right back, right centre back, right wing back, that's not predominantly his job. So, um, yeah. Uh, right decision for me. 
And he, he looked as though he got a bit of an attitude problem. I don't know whether he had, but yeah, just from what what I saw. Fair enough. Steve, Sammy? No, let him go for me. It's a shame at the start of the season or the first few games, we all thought, Christ, there's a player in there. He didn't, he didn't kick on and he got worse. And, you know, we took a chance on him. And I just don't think it's worse. I think you just have to move on. Andy? Yeah, for all the reasons stated above. Um, somebody on one of the forums, I think, called Sammy Robinson the best player in his playground. And that's sort of how he seemed to approach games. And he just didn't seem to get any sort of discipline. And I don't necessarily mean just not fouling people. I mean, sort of staying in position, knowing your runs, doing all the sort of the hard side of the game. He just seemed to just be a bit of a headless chicken, really. He needs to, um, I don't know, he needs to reflect on the season um, because his next club's going to be a, a big move for him. Needs to get himself down the barbers, get a sensible haircut, and uh, and and maybe get himself a League Two club where he can um, knuckle down a bit. I wonder if he'll end up at Lincoln because when we played Lincoln, the Lincoln manager waxed lyrical about him, didn't he? And yeah, he raved about him, didn't he? He was his coach at Man City, wasn't he? That was it. Yeah, yeah. they have they have released Regan Poole today, who plays in a similar place. So right, I wonder if he'll end up there with Mark Kennedy. It's an interesting one. I think I think there's a lot of potential with Sammy. I think people forget he's still relatively young as well. Um, I do think, like Andy just said about the haircut, it makes him stand out a little bit more. So people think arrogant. Um, I would have kept him on. I, I would have kept him on as, as, as and give him a position and said to him, right, Sammy, You've got 12 months. This is your position. And then from there, let's see if he kicks on. If you say to him, look, you're our back of right wing back to Dave Warrell next season. You're going to play the Tuesday games, the pizza games, the cup games, this, that and the other. This is your time to kick on. You kick on, do well. You've got a career here. If not, we'll see you in a bit. But He's Club also of... the same age as Forrester, though. Yeah. So there's got to be something in there that kind of, you know, I, I would much rather see Forrester at right back than I would Sammy, I think. Yeah, I, I think Sammy spoke about in, in his interview that he, he was a centre-mid previously as well, when he was at Man City, and then he played right, right wing back, centre-off, and up front. So I think that, that might be an issue. Yeah, you can get away with doing that at Man City. Like when the player when when all the players are are better around you and your age. I think in professional football you you get caught out quite quickly. Yeah. So after Sammy, Dave Worrell, we've offered a contract. I think it's safe to say that we're all happy that that's happened, but I'm going to flip the question. Chances of him signing, Tom? Uh, well, it, uh, it depends. It, I, I, it very much been going around on Twitter that we've probably only offered him a one year. I think that's 
pretty fair from us. Can't just keep offering two years just because people want two years. Um, he isn't getting any younger. Um, I've had a few, I, I think I put on Twitter a couple of weeks ago about, I was a bit unsure with was because for me, he hasn't been as good this season as other people think he has been. Um, I certainly wouldn't have had him my highest rated player of the season. Um, I get the, the, the whole right wing back um, position isn't lending itself to was his natural position. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like the fact that he's losing his pace is going to impact his game. Um, so, yes, I think a one-year deal is probably about right. Shouldn't really be knocking highest dinner anymore for me. I don't know if he... I mean, I, I think he was at one point. Um, I think we've had some decent years. I, I'd be gutted if he went. But for me, and I think I said it on my list that I sent to you, uh, for me, I would like to see us bring somebody else in who's going to either be the right side of the front three or right wing back. And was it be back up? I'd like, you know, if he comes on the off, if he starts 15 games and comes off the bench in 20, I'm sure he's going to make an impact. But for me, he isn't a, a 40 game a season starter now. Yeah, I just like to just agree with Tom basically. On my list, I was letting Walsh go. I'd be happy to take if we get offered a one-year contract. Then fair enough, but I don't think we can afford and have got the money to go dishing out two-year contracts. I think he's like Tom said; he's lost a yard of pace. He's been an amazing servant, and I'd be sad to see him go. But I think you've got to cut the sentimentality out, sentimentality out of it, really. And I'm with Tom on this one. Yeah, I'm against you both. I'd have kept was I'd give him the two years he wants. Structured it in a way that year one is X amount, whatever X amount is. Year two is maybe 75% of that. If you know, and again, he's got every right to go actually Salford or Stockport or whoever are offering me more over two years. It's closer to home I'm going. It'd go with my best wishes. I'm glad we've offered him something and not just cut him. And now it's up to Dave, and I'll be over the moon if Wasa stays. Absolutely over the moon. On on that note, though, when you just said, what happens if Warrell played 46 games next season, got 15 assists, and then you're asking him to take a pay cut? Part of the risky take when I offer him that contract. Yeah, no players signing that, are they? Uh, some might. I mean, or you offer him, and I think I've said this on a previous pod, you offer him X amount over two years, and year two, maybe you had a bit of coaching because he was doing his coaching badges before COVID. Yeah, I think I think it, for me, I think it's it'd be a twelve month deal with a trigger that says if he if he starts thirty games, he got he got an automatic extension on on what he's on because that says to me if he started thirty games that he's he's fit enough to to play another season. Andy, where where were you at with Dave? I'm not a big fan of those contracts because. I mean, if you play X amount of games one season doesn't necessarily mean 
that in sort of the spring of the following season, you, you're going to be able to manage the similar number. It's a, it's a long time ahead to trigger that sort of thing. I mean, Leggy used to get contracts triggered for similar things when we um, be sh- literally no one else we could play in the back four at, at times. So um, I'm not a big fan of the way those deals get structured. All things being equal, I I like Worrell. I'd keep him. I still think he's got something to offer, but it's all about making it all add up. And um, given what he may want or be looking for in terms of salary, he's an experienced player now. He'll probably want um, a wage that sort of reflects being one of the senior pros. And we've got to decide if if what he wants, there's there's value there for what he can provide for us. And, you know, we're already managing his minutes. See, if we play Saturday, Tuesday, there's a, every chance that he has to uh, sit one out or, or maybe start on the bench for one of those two. So it's it's a really tough one to sort of work out um, how we do it. You know, we may be offering something, but he's within his rights to go out and see if there's anything else elsewhere that is probably a better deal for him. So it, it's, it's tough, but in an ideal world, I'd keep him, but in practice, in, in, in the real world, he, he might be, he might be gone. Fair enough. I think just, just on, just on to add on to that, Johnny, um, like what Andy's just said, and, and it's one thing that really annoys me, is if Salford or Stockport, one of them isn't going to go up. Um, if the the one who stays in League 2 offers him two and a half grand a week, we know they've both got the money too, and we haven't. That doesn't make us not ambitious. It doesn't make us a sh- shit club. It doesn't make them bigger than us. It means that they're offering more because they're probably going to get more out of David Worrell than we are. Because if he drops down a league again, he'll probably have a, he'll probably get 15, 20 assists, which would be worth the money they're paying him to them. If they get promoted off the back of that, then fair enough. We're probably not going to get promoted off the back of Dave Worrell next season. Um, so I just, because it, it really bugs me when we offer something to someone and then somebody lower down signs them, especially from a different league, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're just lacking. It means that we're looking elsewhere for me. Also, another club might say to him, right, you're playing right wing, you're playing in a four, you're not playing wing back, you're not having to get up and down the pitch and defend and and do something that isn't one of your strengths. And that might be something that, you know, if, if he's got, a massive workload with his defensive role, and and in that that's partly one of the reasons why he struggles to do play twice in a week. That might be something where that's quite sort of appealing to him, where where he doesn't have to maybe defend. He can just play in the right of a four and just uh, get down the wing and ping crosses in. Yeah. I, I do. I do think. I do think there's a lot of there's a lot that Waz has got to think about in terms of the clubs that are offering the deal, the 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 years on that deal, and like Andy's just said, the position as well. 
So I, th- I think was is going to be an interesting one. Steve, I'm going to start with you on the next one. Mal Benning. Um, I think talking to Mal and offering him a deal of some sort is a safe and unambitious um, option for the club. He struggled in League One and he's had a lot more bad games than good games and I would not have kept Mal. Fair one. Andy, what, what, what's your views on the, the Benning being offered one? Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm not one of these ones who's been sort of booing him off when he's been hooped for having a bad performance, but I do feel like he was coming to the end of the road at, at Vale and I was surprised that we were looking to start talks with him. So um, yeah, I I think he, he's one player who you'd say he's not quite up to League One. He's he's League Two, he's done well in Frizen League Two. He's been stretched a little bit um, at a higher level, and maybe we, if if you're looking to refresh the squad and and get some League One players in, you, you'd look at um, saying thanks, Mal, but um, we move on and we look for someone else. And so that was a that came as a surprise to me. Um, I don't think there's the I don't know if there was anyone who who would have said keep Mal Ben in. You know, left-footed players aren't that few and far between that we we needed to keep mal I'm, i think i think there were there there were left sided wing backs out there yeah but the one the one that we wanted just just been um is in front of the fa with 312 counts of um betting and so he's probably off the table now um there's yeah mal i'm wondering who you're on about them that's Mitch clark you're on about it is um, Mal Benning, I said release. I'm surprised we've offered him something. Uh, I'm not distraught about it. If it's the right deal and it's as a backup left wing back, I, I think we'll struggle to get someone like him as a backup. But I, we shouldn't be getting into next season with him as first choice left wing back. As my view. Tom? Yeah, uh, same as Bez. Now, I... I genuinely think that this yes we've offered him a deal I think this might be the club being cheeky and saying go on we'll give you a deal but you know it's half your wage and if he signs it then you've got you've got a 5 out of 10 back up left back left wing back uh, he can come off the bench and, you know, he can deliver a couple of good balls in. We've seen that. I think the fact that he's been on a, on a post for seven months of the season hasn't helped with his form. Um, but, yeah, I personally, I wouldn't read too much into this contract offer. And if there was one that was going to get turned down and I had to guess, it would probably be Miles because I think we've just thrown a low ball offer in at him just to see if we can get away with sneaking one. Yeah, see, for me, I think I think the Benning one is that you look at our success rating of bringing in a left wing back in the past 12 months, and it's 0%. McCarran, Thierry Small, both failed there. Then Donnelly was brought in probably to play there, we, we think, before Jones got injured. Mal stepped up and then Jones got injured, and then that that's that, isn't it? 
I think we've seen Warrell play there, Massey play there. So when, when we're at this point of the season, Sammy's played there. So there's seven left wing backs have we tried and Mal's still the best of a bad bunch. Um, I would have offered him a similar sort of deal as, as what you've just said, Tom. Like, reduce his wage and say, look, you'll be a squad player. Um, but let's let's see if he signs. Um, I think that'll be one of the ones that I'm looking out for um, in terms of what that means for the future. I think wing both wing backs we need get right this time around if we if we're sticking with it. Um, so onto the one that seems to have broken our fan base massively, <laughs> Carpet Man himself, Tom Pett. So it's only right start with you, Tom. <laughs> so this is where I say stuff now and then I get battered on Twitter. Um, I think Steve hit the nail on the head earlier um, with we've got Common under contract, we've got Ojo under contract. Pet, if we'd have offered him, are we going into next season with the same midfield? We've already discussed the idea we might be getting in with the same back three. The same if you can't just keep stockpiling players. I imagine Petty wasn't on a low wage because I think when he signed, obviously, uh, the start of last season, I imagine he was coming in as well, he came in straight away as vice captain, didn't he? I think so. There, that probably says he was on a decent wedge. Um, he, don't get me wrong, Petty is. Uh, a brilliant footballer. He's very calm on the ball. Um, I would maybe like to see a few more goals from him, but you know, I think he played quite deep in the majority of his time for us. Uh, it's sad to see him go um, because I think he was he had a good, a real connection with the Vale. Um, but we have to keep evolving as a squad, and you can't. If you've got players under contract, unfortunately, you have to make big decisions on players that are out of contract. Um, because it's all well and good. And I've seen a few people say, well, sign Petty up for 12 months and put Conlon on the transfer list. What happens if no one wants Tom Conlon? You've still got the same amount of players. Um, you've, well, you've technically so, got one less, haven't you? Because Tom, Tom Conlon isn't going to want to put on a veil shirt and put in everything. Well, exactly. So. If Especially, yeah, if you're going to him and saying you're on the transfer list, yeah. Uh, so, the more I think about it, and, and obviously it's going to be, I was a big advocate when we let Conor Hall go because I'd said before I'd let him go in January. Uh, and obviously that's come back to bite me on the arse with who we bought in. No disrespect to Donnelly, he just wasn't quite at the level. Um, but obviously it's key who we bring in, but if we, we've got, we've got to get these certain positions, like you just said about the wing backs, I think midfielder we've been crying out for, for years as well to get right. Um, I do think we've got it right with Garrity and Ojo. So we are getting there. But, yeah, we need another one in there for me. So I'm, um, with gritted teeth, going to say 
probably the right decision. Andy, what about you? I think you can make a case for and against it and be pretty justified either way. Um, what I think is that we may well find it tricky to replace. He's one of those players where you think you you can move somebody like him on and, and think you can do better, but you might find you struggle to actually find anyone better than him. Or at least... I don't think he's straightforward to replace, put it that way. I, I, I liked a lot of what he did. I think he was um, settling into League One. I think he was doing a decent job. Um, age is, is maybe a thing. Um, but I, I can see why why he was let go. Um, but all the best to him. I thought he's been good for us. And uh, it's just one of them, really. He's probably on... It's probably on a bit of a knife edge. The decision is probably sort of we've had to weigh up and and, and look at um, what what we can get. Um, and you know, it might come back to bite as it might not, depending on what sort of budget we've got to play with and um, who we can get to come. Steve Petty, where 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 do you sit with him? Um. If I was to ask you for, do Bale need to improve their midfield next year? I think the answer would be yes. Colin's got a contract, like Tom said. Ojo's got a contract. Garrett is a different type of player who we really want to resign. So there's only one player who could leave. Had they opened our contract, as I said before, I'd have kept Pet over Conlin. So I think it's a commercial decision. And in the cold light day, he's been a bit unlucky. But I think. To upgrade, one had to go, and realistically, he was the only one who could go. Bez, anything to add? Yeah, you lot nearly talked me into the fact that it was right to let him go, but I still can't say it. I think Tom Pett's been one of our most consistent players this season. Absolutely gutted we've let him go. I love Petty. I thought he was a great little player. I still think we're two midfielders light anyway, because we let Walker and Charles go without bringing anybody in. So we're still light in midfield and we've still got room for midfielders. If we're playing three in midfield, we've only got Ojo, Conlon and potentially Garrity. And then you've got Tommy, who's a young lad coming through that might play. So we still, even if we keep Pep, we've still got room for bring one, two more midfielders in. I think when you asked us before the end game, Johnny, I said I'd be keeping Pep. But yep. hopefully as a squad player, so you've brought someone in that's better, but then you've got... <laughs> Pat coming on off the bench or filling in as and when needed. I'd have kept Tom Pet. Listening to, again, the Wembley in the North today, Adam Yates says that Pat wasn't on a big wage and was very much within Vale's budget. And Adam Yates himself has already had calls from League One and League Two clubs inquiring about him, his character, etc., to look to sign him. So I don't think Pat will find it hard to find another club, which doesn't surprise me. No, and I think... Sorry, he's heavily linked with Tramier. Right. which is never wrong. I was just about yeah. to say, I, I think I think the thing with Tom Petters, he'll be looking to stay up this way because his missus is playing for United Women and they're in the Champions League next season. So I think as long as she stays there, I think they'll be looking, obviously, to, to stay up this way and Tramia would make sense. Yeah, it would. so would one of the Manchester-based clubs as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's quite a few clubs. Do you know what's quite interesting? Only Stu said that they would have released Pet. When I asked you the question, you three shit houses. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I've mulled over the decision. 
I'm certain to different factors. Um, I like I, I like Pettit. I've got a, he's very clever at what he does, but it, it's more the it's more the stockpiling and having. I, Adam Yates says what Adam Yates says. I, it, I, something tells me Petty's on more than most players at our club. He dropped down from League One to sign for us, didn't he? And he came in as vice captain. He ain't coming yeah. in at 800 quid a week, has he? No. And I assume that they will have had some form of promotion bonus too. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Tom. I, I do think there is. He's not going to be a low earner. Um, Yates had a little dig there, I think. <laughs> yeah. If but, we get a really horrible player in this sort of Marlon Pack mould, I'll be happy. I've yeah. Got you. There's plenty of. I think the main thing that surprised us is how well Petty, how confident Petty is on the ball. We hadn't had that for years when we were in League Two. We didn't have confident players on the ball. And then he came in, and then, you know, we've got Ojo, who's now who's a lot more confident on the ball than we used to. And I think that's, I think that's where the main thing about Petty coming, being re-signed has, has come from, is people like him because he gets on the ball. I tell you which defensive midfielder impressed me, and I said it in the group chat earlier today. Uh, Gibson at Morecambe when we played them at home, and obviously that was. Yeah. I don't did I go Morecambe? I didn't go Morecambe, so I don't know what he played like there. But Morecambe at home, he was like number four for them. He was holding midfielder, and they've released every player out of contract, which he was one of them. And if he come in, he was a big lad as well. Andy in the air, physical, comfortable on the ball. Are, are you sure you're thinking of the right person? Don't know. It was big ball it, number four for Morecambe. I'm sure he was. was. Yeah, well, he's six foot one. Yeah, and and he's naturally a left back. So, did he play old in midfield against us? So, I don't know. He's, he's, he is their number four though. So probably isn't him. Isn't that him who used to be at United? No, that's Donald. No, that's Darren. no, there was Darren Gibson as well. Yeah, well, this is Liam Gibson. He oh, is no, the. He, he was, yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. number four, but he's only six foot one. Um, he is bald, a bit ginger, but yeah, I think it was him. I think he played old in midfielder against us at Vale Park. Fair enough, but he's only six foot one, so he's not exactly yeah against the rest of our side. That's a giant. Mm. Yeah, he did. He did play centre mid against us. He's one of the many that picked up a booking that day. Yeah, but, got, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking there. Naturally, a left back. Right, well, he played old in midfielder that day, and I'd have him playing old in midfielder for us. Fair enough. Um, next, well, Rory next... Oldham was playing attacking midfielder that day, though, wasn't he? So, yes, he was. <laughs> he was, yeah. Uh, ne- next one, unanimous decision, and I don't think this one really takes much talking about. Thank the God best for that, earth. it's time for go bed. I know the best on earth, Ben Garrity. Keep... Hands down, we're, we're all keeping him, aren't we? Yes. Keys to the city. Give him yeah. ten grand a week. If <laughs> yeah, if any player at Vale deserves a, a much improved contract, it's him for me. Yeah, with you all, and I do think we'll have competition keeping from clubs that could potentially offer him more. I tell yeah, you well, what, I'd like to see us bring in as well someone who's going to help him be an absolute prick when things get a bit nasty on the pitch. 
because he seems to be the only one who wants to have a pop. Yeah, you bring another scouser in, don't we? Yeah, I, don't, I was. I, I didn't want to ge- uh, generalise and say is that is that the the Liverpoolian in him, but uh, you know he just he he seems to be one of the only ones who's got it in him to have a little bit of a pop. I love it when he chucks himself into a tackle and we just yeah we need to because he he's a hundred percent improving as a footballer as well. I think he's yeah. I think it's um, everyone assumes he's 29, 30 because of the way he plays. I think he's only 24, isn't he? I think he's a bit older than that. He's 26. So, a few years as well. So, yeah, he's, he's, coming in, he's coming into what you'd probably now consider his, his prime as a centre midfielder, isn't he? Yeah. Let's say 20, 26 to 30. Yeah. He's probably your prime as a midfielder. Um. So, to me, it's imperative that we keep Ben. Agree. Give him what he wants within the budget and within reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a lot needed to say about Ben. We all we all know yeah. what he brings to the team. And like Tom, you said earlier, people have probably noticed more in being out of the team what he brings than when he was actually in it. Um, don't really think we need to talk about the next one very much. Rory Holden has been released. Um didn't work out. It's um I know Tom, you you and Bez both went to the um paint trophy game, the pizza trophy game where he played and got man of the match. And you oh, both said after that. Yeah. You both said after that game, looks like there's a player in there. We just haven't been able to tap into it, have we? A bit yeah. A bit of me wonders how much of a mental impact his injury had. Yeah, because he was out for 18 months before. He had a horrible, cruciate injury, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, And that can have a massive impact, especially as a player who's going past... If he he was that kind of winger that goes past people, you know, a little knock on the side of the knee, something like that, it can really mess with your head. And I think that's probably what's happened with Holden. Yeah, um, I agree. Because he, in, in the 12 months he was in a veil shirt, he never looked like he actually wanted to take anybody on. Um, So, un- unfortunate one for Rory, but no, he wasn't good enough. And some people might say he wasn't given a chance, he didn't get much first-team opportunity, but you've got to trust the coaches and the manager that pick the side that see him day in, day out. Especially when, for three quarters of the time, it was a bloke that's managed him before, so knows what he's about. Yeah, and as a team, it's not like he's come in as had a good preseason sort of thing, and the managers took a punt on him and then not played him. Clarky managed him before and said, "Look, we're helping a lad out." So, um, Jamie Proctor, I love Jamie Proctor. What? Yeah, right decision, right decision. It's got to be said, and I love Proctor, but yeah. Definite right decision. One, it free up space for another striker. Two, he's been out injured all season, hasn't he? Three, I think he's a League Two striker. Four, thank you for the late Orient goal. Thank you for the scissor kick against Sutton. Thank you for last season. Love Jamie Proctor. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. Proctor will be Proctor's one of them that I don't think anyone will have a bad word to say about. So, um, thank, like you say, thank you. But we 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 move on. Um, and then the last on the list, 
Steve, we'll start with you, seeing as he's your brother, cousin, nephew, James Wilson. Yeah, this breaks my heart. What does it break my heart? It makes me a bit sad. Um, we're all going to say the same. If we can structure a deal which is right for both of us, for both the Vale and Willow, then all well and good. That'd be amazing. I suspect that Willow will, will, will go and we haven't got the money and the budget to have the best player at the club constantly on the treatment room. It's a crying shame. And if he did go, I hope he does really well elsewhere. But for the club, I just don't think we can afford to keep him. Unless it's on a, a very structured deal. Yeah. Um, Bez, anything to add to, about Willow there? I 100% agree. It's got to be the right deal for the club and for Wilson. If you can guarantee him he's fit, give him what he wants. If you can't, give him a pay-as-you-play. And I don't think anyone can guarantee with Wilson he's going to be fit. But all of us, I think, would say, if you can get James Wilson on the pitch in a veil shirt, you want it. But you don't want to be paying someone to sit on the injury table for two, three months in a row. And I, I personally don't think he's got going at all this season. No, I think he played 1,305 minutes for us this season across the 25 games. I think that's quite telling. 1,305 minutes. So divide that by 90 minutes. 14 and a half games, effectively, as if you did it on minutes yeah. rather than appearances. Yeah, well, and he's made 25 appearances, so... Yeah, but if it was all 90 minutes, 14 off it, that's not enough for your main man. And when I say main man, I'm not saying he's on the ice money because I don't know who's on what. Some rumours say yes, some say yes, but by main man, if he's fit, you build your side around him. And that's what I mean by main man. He is the best footballer at that football club, but I'm just as good as him when he sat on the injury table. I'd be interested to know how many full 90s he's played in his two years at Vale. Just because it just seems like a very common sub, isn't it, to hook him after an hour or 70 minutes. I, I, would, I would say to that, the 90 minutes he played were the big 90 minutes. Swindon at home, Swindon away, Wembley. The back end of last season, he, he stood up to be counted. I'll take, well, I agree with what you're saying, but you know, he played 90 minutes then. And that's the problem with Willow, though, isn't it? That when he's coming in and out, in and out, we all know, and we've all said it many times over the last two years, it takes three or four games to get back in the swing of it. So when he's only coming back for three or four games and going again, I don't think this season he's ever got fully into the swing. Derby away was probably his best performance. I think he had a lot better performances last year in League Two than this year in League One. We need Willow up and running and playing if he's staying at the club. And if he can't do that, then with a heavy, heavy heart, he's got going, you've got to replace him with someone that will play. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a romantic you want him to stay, but does he turn games? Does he do things in games that take you by the scruff of the neck and, 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 and win us games? And he probably hasn't done enough of that. This season? Yeah. But last year, again, as Steve said, Swindon got the goals. No, absolutely. Yeah, that was inspirational. But that again, that's year. when he'd had a run of games. He hasn't had a... I can't remember Wilson playing five, six games in a row this year. He might have done. But I just can't seem to remember it. Yeah, I, th- I think that is the problem. Like this, this, this season, he's played one ninety minutes. Who was that? 
Forest Green at home. He's playing. Remember him from that game because he's done he got, some absolutely insane things with a ball. He'll take a ball down with a first touch and kill it stone dead. And there are things he's done that I've never seen a Vale player in uh, playing a Vale shirt do. But it's just the things that he does don't necessarily win us the games, or really they're nice and pretty, but they don't really have an impact. And maybe we need someone who maybe isn't quite as technically gifted, but can actually turn a game in our favour. Ironically, his best game he had in whilst we were a League Two side was against the League One side in Accrington. Mm. And yeah. then we've come to League One and it just hasn't quite. But like you said, Bez, it's difficult. It'd be difficult. It's difficult for a player like Wilson to get up to speed when he's not not fit like he. Like he has been this season. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I would like to ask the question that you know, has it all been different injuries? Or I know, uh, obviously, the one after the Wickham game and the one after the Sheffield Wednesday game, they were both impact injuries, weren't they? I don't think you know he got fucking cleaned out in both of them. Mm, he did. Um, particularly the Wickham one, he was away from his. He was having a, a good game when he. I think the, uh, Barnsley was ice. Barnsley away was his his game first game back and he he come on and he within a minute or so he slid somebody through. Yeah, uh, I remember saying to someone just that's that's how easy you know we haven't done that for ten games. He's been on the pitch for ten minutes and he's already done it with with ease. That's his vision. That's his vision. Like the 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 um the weight on his passes is perfect. Um. So yes, we in agreement with Steve. We need to get the deal that suits, and I think there is there is going to be one because I, mm. I, I, in my, I don't know whether I'm biased here because it's Vale. I could probably see him more settled here than he's ever been anywhere else. Mm, I agree with that. But that's that's from me looking in. I he might be, he might. He might be sitting there saying, I want to see who's in charge first before. Mm. Because Andy Crosby likes playing 3 4 3 and I don't fancy playing off the left for another 12 months. Yeah. Um, We'd all love Will out to sign and he's fit for 40 plus games next year. Be amazing. Just quickly, do you think an improved pitch at Vale might be beneficial to Willow more than a lot of our players? More beneficial to Willow than a lot of the squad? Yeah. I don't think so. You don't? No, because like Tom said, two of his big injuries this season have been away from home on better pitches where he's been twatted. Yeah. So, go on. I'll, I'll counteract that. Willow's best game in a Vale shirt yeah. was at Wembley. And I'm not saying because of the quality of the grass, but the quality of the grass and the size of the pitch. I think... The size of Vale Park with good quality grass, that's what James Wilson wants, where he's got a little bit more space than you'd have at Wickham, which is a tight, close ground. And he's got a bit of room to get away from men. They aren't on top of you. So we can create that space a bit more on Vale Park when we have got grass that you can play football on. But big game players turn up for big games. And James Wilson has got that big game experience. So I think that's why Wembley came at ease to him. Because... Let's be fair, he's played in front of half as many people as he was when he made his debut at United and scored. So, I think 
that's part of what you've got to take with Willow. I I wasn't I wasn't happy when we signed him. I was ecstatic at the end of last season after seeing him play. I'm now in the camp of I want him to stay for the right money, but I think it, I think I think it'd be best for both for to to move on because I I think he will want to be a starting player when he's fit and. I don't know how much we can gamble on that because Harrison's fitness isn't isn't the best either. We've we've seen that from him this season. Harrison's missed quite a few games. So can we afford to be going, oh, well, we need to manage Harrison's minutes, we need to manage Wilson, we need to be careful of Warrell if he signs as well. And uh, there's there's only so many people you can you can continue to carry. Um, and I'm not saying that we carry Wilson and Harrison when they're fit. I'm saying we carry them when they're not fit. And that's the hardest thing. Can we can we go in next season with five strikers if we're playing two, for example? Because that's what we need. Big Tyrese will do your 46 games. So, yeah, he would. Tyrese and Cole Stockton up front, nailed on. Keen Harris off the bench. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he's pushing for Huddersfield. Now he'll be their backup striker, which is why we can have Tyrese. Uh, Colin will be gone at the end of the season, so he'll be, he'll be back after retirement. Colin will. So. Colin. Yeah. Neil, Neil Warnock. Why'd you call him Colin? Because an anagram of his name is Colin Wanker, and that's oh, what right. the Chef Wednesday fans used to call him. Colin. Yeah. There you Colin. go. Okay. There we go. We we are also an educational podcast. We are. They are providing nicknames left, right and centre. Um, but yeah, that is the retained list. I think we've covered everyone. I'm just scrolling through to see if Thank I've Thank God for one. that. I'm ready for bed. Long on that, wasn't it? I was. It was the longest one we had for a while. Big two, big, some big, happy people. Big two party. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not splitting that up. I'm, I'm not arsed with that. I'm downloading it in game bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, whilst, whilst we're all still recording, um, we are looking to be back, me, Bez, and Mike Bagley next week to do a season review. Um, so we'll get that out to you. And then obviously we'll, we'll we'll look at taking a couple of weeks off after that unless something massive happens. We expect the management announcement to be sooner rather than later. Um, and then from there, we'll, we'll pick up as and when players sign and See if it see if it's required. But um, any last thoughts, Bez? You've mentioned all the sponsors. Yeah, mentioned all the sponsors. Johnny's Bar, Avitamin dot com, Home Choose Carpets. We haven't got a ref watch this week. No, and just and just travel. Yeah. So there we go, Tom. Any last thoughts? Uh, just one. Sorry, Bez. I know you want make, to go back. Make it quick. Christ. It is quick. It is quick. Um, I would like one of our summer signings to be a ready-made captain. Because I think we're going to need a new captain and vice-captain next season. Fair <laughs> one. I think Smudge is your vice. Okay. But I don't think Tom Conlon keeps the captain's armband next season. No, I agree with that. I think that, I think I think I'm going to use an old adage. That's for a Thursday. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, 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 could go on for a while. So we'll put a pin in that and we'll discuss that uh, at a later date. Um, but Steve, anything from you? Yeah, uh, just one thing that's really bugging me. The club have made lots and lots of mistakes, but some of the reaction on Twitter and out there, I saw a guy tweeting that Carol had blood on her hands for letting Tom Pett go, and there's some sort of online campaign to make Tom Pett player of the season. He wasn't player of the season. And I just think people need to be a bit more careful what they say a little bit more respectful and to be careful what they wish for. Andy, anything from you? Um, just say the obvious, really. It's a really important summer. We've had a pretty wretched six months, well, five months or so since uh, the turn of the year. We really need to get this window right. We can't be taking any negative uh, momentum from the back end of last season, this the season just finished into next season. So w- whatever we do, we've really got to make it make sure we get it right. And I'm sure how the next few weeks and months play out, we'll have an idea of where we're shopping at, what sort of budget we're playing with. And just, I think we'll, we'll have a firm idea of whether what what our ambition should be for next season, whether we're looking at avoiding relegation or or aiming for for mid table, we'll we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah, I, th- I think that, I think that's the thing. And to, let's first target next season will be stay up, um, and that's our target to keep Bez up past ten o'clock completed. <laughs> yeah, nearly <laughs> half ten now. Nearly yeah. half ten. So. We've got three more minutes to kill, and then I can get, I can keep him up till half ten. But no, <laughs> I know he's not the last one. But thank you to everyone that's listened, contributed, tweeted, kicked off at us, shouted at the, the, whatever they listened to it on, interacted, um, slagged us off on OVF, um, and agreed with us on, on on things. And do you know what? It's it's why we do it. That the the whole contribution it's it's something for us past a bit of time and talk about what we like doing um we are an award winning podcast now so that is that is magic we are going to the escape room next week with the hope of getting some video out there so as soon as we can <laughs> i will get him out of tom out asap <laughs> i am not looking forward to that Normally, <laughs> I hope Andy is going to know all the answers. I'm hoping so because I'm a little bit nervous. I won't lie. And I'm sticking the submarine door, so <laughs> I'm shitting bricks. Yeah. Paralysis escape room in Anley. Have a look go. on Tinterweb. Look it up. Looks very good. It looks, yeah, it looks. It's already giving Tom nightmares. As, See, I as... like the idea of doing an escape room. I just want to do a normal one, not a. <laughs> Shit you yeah, just quickly, as my twelve-year-old son said, uh, five old blokes trying to escape from a warehouse. <laughs> old. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, we're that old that we run an award-winning podcast, and it is hasn't even got off the ground because he can't play for <laughs> yeah. pod at the same time. <laughs> no. Yeah. What have yeah. you for the past two and a half hours, Joe? Get, get, sort yourself out. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say, my 12 year old son says, Dad, you're it. <laughs> yeah. A real and champion. On note, yeah. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I think I think that's that's a lovely way to sign off. Bears, well done. Um, well, yeah, enjoy. Ho- hope that you've had a good two and a half hours doing whatever whatever you've been doing while listening to uh, five old blokes ramble on. Um, Bez is behind the bar this weekend, so if you can do, get down Johnny's, have an ale. And up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Saving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.